0: podcast. I'm Maddie. I'm Emma. And we are so excited to have you guys back for another week, another episode, another Monday. Let's get it. Um, We've been really trying to make an effort to host more guests on the show. And if you guys listened to our episode last week with Jackie Skinner, um, incredible episode just got us so inspired. And I think I can say the same thing for this episode as well. This week we hosted Brooke Michio and she is just So cool. She's a 23-year-old full-time content creator living in New York City, and she just talked to us um, kind of about that lifestyle a little bit
1: yeah, it was so fantastic to talk to her. She has a podcast called Gals on the Go, which a lot of you probably know. I know me and Maddie are both fans of that podcast. I'm kind of an inspiration for our own. Um, She does YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all of that good stuff. And she is great at what she does. And it was fabulous to have a really good conversation with her. And so um, we are really happy that we got to talk to her. And without further ado, let's get right into the episode
0: okay perfect well hi welcome to the show i know that we talked a little bit briefly like before the episode started but um we're really excited to have you on and i'm just i'm excited to hear about like you and hear about your life and um everything that you've been doing kind of in the past year but i know that emma and i are both kind of familiar with who you are and like your platforms and everything but do you mind giving our listeners a little bit of insight into who is brooke michio
2: Yes. Um, Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Such a fun show. So I am Brooke. I am 23 years old. I live in New York City. I'm originally from Long Island, New York. Bounced around a little bit, finally ended up here. But I guess like what I do, I am a full-time content creator, I say. I have a podcast um, with my friend Danielle. I have a YouTube channel where I do vlogs, um, Instagram, Twitter, like all the other forms of social media too, and all that combined. Uh, That's my job, which is sick. That's
0: awesome. So... Just from knowing a little bit about you, um, you went to school, and you just said that you went to school in the south, like at UGA, yes. and everything. Um, after you graduated, did you know that you really wanted to be a content creator full time? Was there a little bit of, um, I guess, like uncertainty with that, and how that's transitioned like into your life now?
2: Yeah, well, I actually did get a regu- quote regular job after college, um, which I. I, I mean, I always wanted to do YouTube full time. Like, it was always a thought in the back of my head, but I just, like, never thought of it as a reality. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just never, you know, I'll never be able to do that, but it's sick. Like, that would be the dream. And I remember I told my roommates and stuff, I was like, I would love to do that, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's, like, in the cards for me or whatever, which is, like, kind of dumb that I put such a limiting belief on myself. But mm-hmm. I think we all do it, you know, self doubt.
1: Absolutely. Uh, but I
2: grad, yeah. But I graduated from college and I. Did this the typical thing? You know, I took a job in sales. I had a marketing degree. I was like, I have this four year college degree. Like, I worked so hard for it, and like, I want to show something for it. You know, so I was like, I got a job, and I was just honestly happy to get a job and happy to graduate with the job. So that's kind of what I did. Um, and I worked for a few months. Um, I work. I got a job actually up in Boston. Um, And the job itself, like, it just wasn't, like, a huge natural fit for me, but it was honestly more just, like, I was really overwhelmed because I would get home from Mm -hmm. work and have to do more work for YouTube and social media and stuff like that, and I just felt like I wasn't fulfilled in a way. Like, I feel like I was just, like, running and running and doing all these things, but it was never truly, like, fulfilling, Um, and I just decided to take the leap of faith i mean i had the privilege to of course like i put a lot of money in savings and i was like all right here's my plan you know if i f- i'm gonna give myself like six months to a year to do to do this and if i fail then like i'll find another job whatever mm-hmm. um but that's been my life now this has been my life now doing it full-time for a year and it's been great oh wow that's yeah. so
1: cool I know, I'm, so, I started a YouTube channel probably, like, a year ago. I mean, I've had a little bit of success with it, but that's something that, like, I've always been so interested in doing. But it is so difficult while, mm-hmm. like, I'm a full-time college student and I have so many responsibilities. Like, when I first started, I was, like, grinding on it. And then, you know, slowly but surely, I post videos less often and everything. So um, I think it is really important that you took that leap of faith and was, like, this is the opportunity that I have right now. It m- might not always be here, and you kind of have to – take it and roll with it while it's there
2: completely agree yeah it was it's tough though i think when you're in college and like you see the traditional route thing and like
1: yeah for sure
2: you know your friends and family expect you to do a certain thing um so i have no like i'm so thankful for every step in my journey honestly like i think every step led me to exactly here where i am like right now so i people are like do you regret doing that i no, absolutely not like i think it was so important that i went and did the real job thing even though it's short-lived um but it's definitely possible and everyone needs to you know have more faith in themselves
0: yeah no absolutely and I think that it's really respectable that you you were like okay so I have this four-year degree like I want to go and get a quote-unquote like real job whatever um, or, or like the normal thing mm-hmm. but then you were like no I, I want to build my career and like what I'm passionate about and I think that that's a really cool thing to do um, especially with like I mean obviously that I'm assuming that was pre-pandemic considering you said it was a year ago but Um, I know that a lot of people are putting those limiting beliefs on themselves, especially right now because of everything going on in the world. It's like, okay, what do I do now? Like, where do I go from here? Um, And so I guess I kind of wanted to just ask, like, what prompted you to move from Boston to New York? Was it because you wanted to be like, quote unquote, where there were more content creators or was it just um, you've always wanted to live in the city or whatever, um, like change that?
2: Yeah. I've always wanted to live in the city. Um, I knew I was like, I'm going to go to a big college. And then um, I kind of like saw my life here after college. I grew up on Long Island. So suburbs like this was my city, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what I grew up kind of used to in a way, which is crazy when you think about it like this is such an amazing huge city but i was like yeah new york like whatever i remember i went to college and i would tell people like i'm an hour away from new york city and they were like what that's crazy (laughs) oh my god but that's yeah because you know they're from georgia so like it's just so crazy like they're like i went to new york once and i'm like yeah like i go all the time like i just didn't really think anything of it yeah um and yeah it's been um so I guess like what prompted me to move here like exactly now um I tried to get a job in New York when I was applying for jobs and I really couldn't find one like I struggled um okay. especially because or if I could find one they were very low paying and I was like I'm not going to be able to afford to live there like this just mm-hmm. is tough um because I'm pretty much like I, I never really my parents helped me with um finances and stuff through college I guess like they paid for my rent and my meal plan and stuff like that but I knew like after college, like it's on me. Um, So I was like, all right, if I want to, you know, move to the city, like I'm probably not going to be able to do that in New York. Um, But then Boston, the opportunity, like I said, the work opportunity kind of fell into place. But I knew even after I quit my job, I was like, I probably am not going to stay in Boston for more than a year. I like played around with the idea of it, but um, I've always wanted to move here. And I was like, "I, I don't know why I would waste any more time. So I went a little back and forth and then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, it's weird time to move to New York. But um, then things started to slowly open up again. I felt safe enough to, like, start apartment hunting and stuff like that. And I fell in love with it all over again. And I was like, I just set more realistic expectations for myself. I was like, this isn't the New York that I always, like, thought and imagined and pictured. But it still is um, New York at the end of the day. So,
0: yeah, Yeah. it's been great. No, absolutely. And I think kind of, like, touching on that a little bit, um, it's not, like, I've heard of so many people moving out of the city because of the pandemic and all of that so it sounds like you really like kind of uprooted your life and moved like when the world was kind of erupting a little bit um how has that been because I know that did you have friends who were already there or um I guess was it you said it was different and so it still is like New York at the end of the day but has it been different and like all the things that are on social media saying like quote unquote like New York is dead or like people are leaving like whatever how do you perceive that living there now?
2: Yeah I mean definitely people are leaving If your job doesn't require you to be here anymore And you have no desire to be here anymore Like some people are just like you know I want to be out in the suburbs like I want a suburban life like I think people are just realizing that they want a lifestyle change Um, a lot of people my age aren't really though I've actually found that a lot I've definitely had some friends that are moving out same deal they want to save money go home whatever but I've had equally as as that amount moving here at that time because they're finding better deals on rent and uh, they took a job here and they're like you know I probably won't be working in person till the new year but I'll get my footing you know I'll find my favorite spots to go and like I'll navigate around the city and stuff um, pretty much the only thing that's like really not Open here is like nightlife I would say so like Bars okay. and clubs and stuff like that but All of your, all of the restaurants are open um, Pretty much I would say And other things To do as far as I know like Yeah you could uh, everyone's always like in the Park out and about doing things so I kind of skipped that phase where it was like really dead and scary and I actually talked to my doorman about that and he was like there was no one on the streets from like March to yeah he said it was like really apocalyptic like feeling very scary from like March through May and then things like not that they opened up here by any means but he said then like people started coming out again I guess and you like would June. see
1: other humans and all of that <laughs> amazing yeah <thing. laughs> yeah
2: and, and I moved here in July so I really feel like I came at a great time yeah. um, I don't feel like it's dead at all I'm, I've been having a pretty um, a pretty good time I think the beginning was a little weird because I was just getting my footing right and like you know whatever but now um i think i'm doing just as well as my friends in any other city so i'm happy so fun that's good me and maddie
1: we have actually been to new york twice together our very first plane ride or my very first plane ride was to new york with her when i was ten. um we went back for our sweet 16 and then i think we've both been back one other time without each other, yeah. um, but I know we both love the city, and, and it's- I'm, I'm a big, like, Times Square girl, and she's a big, like, Brooklyn girl, like, we have kind of <laughs> different vibes, we have kind of different vibes, but, like, still, the city is really awesome, and one of my roommates right now is from Richfield, Connecticut, so that's, like, a 40-minute trade ride um, away from the city, so um, we're trying to plan a trip, maybe over winter breaks, for me to, like, go to the city with her, um, but we were kind of discussing whether or not it'd be worth it so i i think that feedback's good you saying that it's not actually dead and that it would still be worth it to go and you know go to central park and go to all the cute restaurants and everything because um i think the media is definitely making it seem like it's still kind of um moving slowly but i guess it's new york and it doesn't really stay like that for long
2: yeah i mean, I mean it's like any other major city like it's I would say, yeah, a lot of people aren't working in person right now. So if you go into, like, Midtown or those more, like, uh, business central areas, it, it probably is way more dead than, like, I yeah. can't even imagine. I've I rem- i or I've even, you know, talked to people and, like, they would be like, oh, the normal lunch rush, like, in this restaurant would be absurd. But, like, now it's like, you know, there's many, many tables yeah. open. Um, but in my neighborhood, I'm, like, more downtown and it feels pretty similar. Yeah. To, like, it's what funny. I – yeah, what I remember.
0: Yeah. Emma and I are, like, I guess – we would I would kind of equate us like how your friends were in college where we're like oh my god New York like you lived an hour outside the (laughs) city growing up because growing up in South Carolina like that was our thing for our 10th birthday because my birthday is in April and hers is in May so we were always like okay like can we go like that's what we want to do whatever um and so it's really interesting hearing about someone from that perspective um who like has kind of grown up I mean in the same state and then has moved back and so um kind of transitioning a little bit from that, I know that, like we said at the beginning of the episode, like the pandemic has kind of switched a lot of stuff. Um, for lack of better words, that was really terribly said But <laughs> I know that social media and everything has changed. Um, how has it changed for you? And I mean, I know that there have been even with like Instagram updates and like iOS updates and everything and like different algorithm changes, like you said you had that secure a quote-unquote like normal job and then you transition to full-time content creator like do you ever feel stressed out about that because of all the changes or how are you coping with that I guess is what I'm trying to ask
2: yeah um it's definitely I mean COVID or no COVID it's a different type of career any type of career where you're freelancing it's less structured in terms of the financial structure in terms of your work day what all of those things combined um and I think it's for better or for worse. You know, it's really cool. I think it's really cool because the way that I look at it, I have the potential to wait, make way more than I would be making in a sales job or yeah. at as a 23 year old. Even if I was making the max bonuses, the max everything, there's no way it would even come close to what I'm making now. Which I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm so so grateful for that. Like that's incredible and what an amazing opportunity I have. But let's not discount, you know, the nine plus years of work that went into yeah. it to get yes. to this point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I but at this but on the other hand it fluctuates greatly completely agree you know AdSense one month like I remember in the beginning of the pandemic um, A lot of like advertisers like YouTube dealt with like a lot of advertiser loss because everyone everyone got scared a lot of advertisers pulled out I didn't really necessarily deal with that on like a brand level I guess like in terms of my personal sponsors but in terms of like YouTube and AdSense and stuff like that it took a massive dip it was um huge and I was like you know for the people who solely rely on that that's really scary I've kind of set myself up that I have multiple streams of income so that if something's lacking I know I have my podcast income that's like pretty pretty stable every Mm -hmm. month um or like i could guess that it's around the same amount or i have you know other ways of making money if it's like affiliate links or um whatever it may be like i have you know i've set myself up so that i'm not just relying on one because that's really scary and it could just be a dangerous like a fine line to kind of cross and stuff like that um but the pandemic definitely did not it 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 was scary I guess at first But for me it didn't really affect me that much I'm really lucky I'm still able to make videos I always make videos like from my house and stuff like that So it's really just I could do it from wherever Um, And I moved in the middle of everything So my channel actually experienced like a bit of a growth Um, Oh great Yeah but I think that in terms of Other things on the internet I think the the internet's not a really particularly Positive place right now for a lot of different Mm -hmm. reasons Uh, The pandemic, the election You know it's just not the best Place to be right now but I'm trying to make the best of it, um, and I'm just – I really just let gratitude guide everything that I do.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I liked what you said where you were like, okay, we're not going to discount the nine years of work that went into this because <laughs> I think that especially – I don't know. This is just a personal thing, but I started watching the Netflix show, Emily in Paris, and oh, yeah. I feel like there's so many like people who just think like – that's the reality where it's like okay overnight like you have one thing blow up and like all of a sudden like you're this big like content creator and like it really just grows exponentially like overnight Mm -hmm. and that's that's not usually the reality of the situation so like you said like this has been nine years in the making everything how did you start because I know that that was a very different time nine years ago like YouTube was just becoming a thing and um has it always been something that like you felt confident in or were there times where maybe you wavered a little bit and were like I don't know if this is something that it's worth doing because like for someone even like Emma who started something a year ago it's like how do you how do you how did you start and how did you get to where you are now because yeah like the hard work
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, that's a given (laughs) I mean years of consistency and inconsistency um there was years you know where I was really grinding and focused like what you said Emma like about your channel and then there were years that I I was more disconnected from it um I always put school as my focus first I until like this point in my life where I decided to do it full-time like it was kind of a secondary thing for the most part yeah even though financial, financially and like work-wise like it was really demanding but if it was like hey I could study for a test or like hang out with my friends at school or do YouTube like I probably would have done the hang oh. out with my friends and study or those options first which I don't regret at all because I wanted to take advantage I knew you know I'm only in high school once I'm only in college once like whatever it was but um, and I worked really hard in, in high school in order to get into college and then I worked really hard in college in order to like succeed you know just in life and stuff like that um I've always kind of been that, like, forward thinking. I'm like, okay, if I do this now, like, what what is it going to get me later um, person? So it was tough at times. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was weird in high school. Nine, I mean, picture YouTube eight years ago, nine years ago. It really wasn't much of a thing at all. Yeah. Um, I definitely dealt with bullying and stuff that still – I traumas that I have to work through, but that's okay because it's brought me where <laughs> I am today, and I'm very, very grateful for where I am today. So –
1: overall um it was highs and lows we'll say that for sure yeah. no I um definitely I literally didn't start my YouTube channel until I went to college because I was scared of that like judgment from high school I feel like college mm-hmm. you know you have real friends they're very intentional friendships and then high school you kind of you know see some people around that maybe not you know that aren't the nicest to you but you know they're still gonna be around because it's high school and your class is only so big and I was always like interested um I would even make little you know travel videos and stuff and like maybe pop them on my Instagram but I never actually like vlogged or did YouTube because I was like oh my god people are gonna think it's weird um but I started in college and I've come a very long way I was like that iPhone iMovie girl and now I'm like Final Cut Pro and like (laughs) all all that good stuff so um yeah it's definitely it's had its like it's had its waves with me and I and I was scared to kind of like take the leap and even start it because I was afraid of judgment on that end but you know what it, it's done pretty well and then also I've had pretty good success on TikTok as well which is also something that I feel like for that's awesome um for college students it's kind of I don't know like some people think it's cool some people think it's weird I kind of faced like both different sides of my friends um but it was interesting because when I wasn't when I didn't have a lot of followers on TikTok people are like kind of judgy like they would kind of make jokes the fact that like I because I'm a dancer so I would it's mainly like TikTok dances so um I would feel like I would be a little judged on that end but now that I have over 200,000 followers it's like
2: oh my gosh congrats
1: thank you thank you but I I feel like so much support for that but it's like it took that growth and that persistency and success for me to be I guess supported fully in that and also for me to like believe in myself because I'm like well I actually like have created something that like people want to follow which is really cool and I think you know you've taken that time and you know it's a whole lot of work you know editing YouTube videos takes hours upon hours and hours Um, but I love that you've like gotten to a place that you're proud of and that you can literally sustain yourself through doing influencing and that's so cool
2: thank you yeah I'm
1: very um, ha- well
2: congrats to you as well that's huge thank you uh, TikTok <laughs> is awesome for that I feel like it's giving so many people like that's the thing it's hard on e- an Instagram or YouTube to grow but I feel like TikTok's giving way more people an opportunity exactly. it's just yeah. another platform and it give- yeah I always tell people now like I have friends who are like I want to start social media and I'm like I would start on TikTok honestly Absolutely. Like, I think that's a great place so um, congrats to you Thanks. but yeah there's years and years and years that have gone into it for sure
1: Yeah, and my YouTube and my Instagram have both grown because my TikTok following, because I'm, you know, I have these followers on TikTok, and I'm like, hey, check me out here, because YouTube's YouTube's what I'm really interested in, but it's like, you know, if I can direct those followers, kind of, uh, to, which you can, if I can convert them from followers to subscribers, that would be absolutely amazing, Um, because, I mean, I really like doing both, because TikTok's a great, like, little dance outlet for me because I do love dancing. I, like, dance here at the university on, like, a club team, and so, I mean, when it comes down to it, I like making all the stupid TikTok dance videos, but I really do want to, like, I am interested in, like, the actual content creating part of it, so that's been really great. Yay.
0: Yeah, no, that's good, and I don't know, kind of pivoting the conversation a little bit, Um, so there are, like, the two different sides of your life, and there's, like, when you were in college and um like were you in a sorority all of that kind of stuff and then where you are now like what do you think that the past like four years of college even though like quote unquote like you don't have a like industry job like in what you got your degree in right now like what were things that our audience could take away from like your college experience i guess and like learning lessons that you made there
2: yeah well college was so pivotal for me on the personal front and on the academic front you know it taught me to be an adult um I moved out I went to school so far away from home so I really had to I've always been like independent and mature I feel like but it really taught me like okay I'm 18 and I'm you know a thousand miles away from my family like time to grow up um time to figure it out you know if I'm sick Mm -hmm. I don't have mommy and daddy to call and like deal with it so like that version of reality which I think was really beneficial for me. Um it's not for everybody of course like going to school super far away or whatever and I'm not going to like recommend it or not recommend it. I think it's all up to like the individual person like you need to realize that for yourself yeah. I guess. <laughs> um but then I guess um just the the personal lessons that I, have you know, the meeting different people, getting along with different groups of people and then everything like on the academic front, you know, it taught me to be a better student to be a better writer to um and it taught me like the foundations of business you know I had to take uh, I was a business student so I had to take classes in finance and stuff that I probably would have (laughs) never you know like things I would have never thought about um and while I hated them in the moment like now looking back and being like hey I got through those really tough classes like it's a rewarding feeling
0: yeah no that's I finance killed me like I was um actually on our last podcast episode we were talking about school a little bit because we were talking about um the guest that we had on Jackie was saying she was like I failed calculus like that's something that I never um told anyone was like that I failed calculus and my (laughs) thing is like I almost failed finance like that was my one class where I was like (laughs) I cannot do this and so I think that that's definitely a good lesson but aside from academics um did you because like you said like you were from a little bit outside of the city and you came to school in the south which is a big transition um I even just being kind of the opposite like I grew up in South Carolina and then moved to Colorado so I kind of went a lot Mm -hmm. farther west and it's almost a little bit of a culture shock some things we were talking about um yesterday in one of my classes actually my professor was like yeah I went to the south and I heard a bunch of people being like bless your heart bless your heart and he was oh, yeah. like a nice thing and I was like no like it that's not like that's kind of condescending it's like it is the polite oh, way absolutely. of being like f you <laughs> a little bit like but culturally like how did you transition and did you know that once you were done with college that you wanted to I don't want to say get out that seems so extreme but um. Just know that that wasn't your place, or that mm-hmm. you might want to move there in the future, or what.
2: Yes. Um. It definitely was a huge culture shock, but I just like threw myself really right into it. Um. I knew obviously when in touring colleges, like you know, I, I yeah. you know, I talked to all these people. Um, and I tried to find a college where it would be a culture shock But I would still be able to fit in I think I did a good job with that A lot of my friends, yeah, they are from the south But then I have um, some friends, like in my friend group Were from Maryland, and New Jersey, um, even like Wisconsin So we had, you know, a little bit of a mix um, of people Um so while yes, it was a culture shock, I think it was it was also interesting to me to like learn about a different way of life, I guess. And even meeting my friends' families and going to their houses and seeing like what their childhood was like versus mine, like it was really interesting um still is interesting and yeah in graduating college I knew um I didn't want to be in the south anymore I just I think I had a moment of realization like senior year I was like you know what I have been away from my family for four years like I really I think I'm a northern girl at heart and I truly am like I definitely am Uh, I love the south but I just never really like I don't think it's my place to thrive like culturally and stuff like that which is so so fine I'm actually like glad that I got that under my belt when I was applying for jobs um I, like, kind of nixed all the the um, ones, I guess, in the South. Like, I had, there was, my company that I ended up working for, like, they were like, do you want to do Austin, Texas, or Boston? And the Austin one office was like so much more cool and it was um like it was like recently renovated everyone who works for the company like lives in these sick apartments because texas is like so much cheaper than boston yeah they yeah live in these like sick apartments like right next to the work campus and i was like almost sold on that but i was like i just see my life way more in boston than i do yeah. in texas and i'm really happy for that because then now ultimately i'm here closer to my family Um, I've really just learned the value of family too Uh, Mm -hmm. I've always been super close with mine and we would you know talk on the phone for hours and stuff but now I have the privilege of like being able to go home all the time which or just see them or they can come into the city and we can grab dinner or lunch Um, really in just a matter of hours instead of it used to be you know basically a whole day of travel for them to get to me so
1: yeah that's insane. My One of my roommates, so one's from Connecticut, one's from Boston, like right outside oh, of Boston. So cool. And then one of them is from Chicago, so they're all Northerners. Um, and it's crazy that um, I, I am a Southern girl who goes to a Southern school, so yeah. I, I get all, you know, I my ego's boosted when all of them want to come down here for college, but um, because, I don't know, it's cool that people want to come to, like, my state and for college, you know, it makes me totally makes me feel special that I'm like, oh, you know. It makes me see it in kind of different light, too, because I do love my school, but I, you know, I live 45 minutes away from campus, like, my family's 45 minutes away, mm-hmm. so they see it in a different light, because it is, you know, this is the culture shock for them, and this is what I've always known, so when they're here and they love it so much, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you love, like, this, is, you know, <laughs> my city, like, this is where I've kind of grown up, um, but they're probably all leaving me to go back to the Northeast as well after we graduate next year, so. Um, it happens. Yeah, but I but I visited Boston for the first time um, in July, and it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Um, I just I've seen New York, but I've never really seen like actual Northeast outside of the city, and I really really loved it. So, um, I I don't yeah, blame you for wanting even... to be there. <laughs>
2: definitely I mean of course like my whole thought process too when I applied to colleges was like I want a big state school but I don't want to be where it's cold so like honestly that was like my framework for yeah. like applying to schools in the south and I really wanted to originally go to Florida because I just like had this like affinity towards Florida I was like I yeah. love Florida. So <laughs> nice there. like I don't know we grew up like always vacationing there my grandma lived there mm-hmm. like I had, a, I had a bunch of reasons but um I am happy in how everything's panned out for sure
0: yeah not to backtrack on your life a little bit but um I guess like do you have any tips that you would give to people like I know Emma and I are both juniors but um junior or senior year in college like to kind of figure out what it is that you want to do and where you want to be because like you were saying like you knew kind of that um you didn't want to be in the south when applying to jobs but you were still applying other places um I guess just tips in that regard
2: yeah um well i i would say expand your search i mean i don't want to say like lower your expectation but like that's such a rare point in your life where you mm-hmm. get to it's similar to college i guess but it's even better because you're getting paid so yeah that's the difference you instead know? of losing like, you could,
1: money you're getting money <laughs> exactly exactly
2: um and it might be of course i i'm not discounting the fact that it's expensive to like uproot your life to a whole new place like oh my gosh yes it is there's moving costs incurred um some of the companies will offer to pay for it too like if you negotiate for that and stuff um, I didn't get a moving bonus, but I know some of the companies did offer them because uh, I applied for like a job in Chicago and they were like, yeah, we'll give you like a thousand dollars for a moving stipend. I was like, that's not going to get me very far moving from New York. Yeah, but sure. Yeah, exactly. So I would say expand your search, um, but at the same time, like do your research in a way. I feel like I senior year, I was like, OK, now I need to figure out what job I want to do. And I spent a lot of time trying to figure it out and I still never really found the perfect job for me or even path so I ended up not settling but just choosing one kind of at random or like it was like it the opportunity just kind of made sense like I said it was like all right here's a sales job in a city where you're making pretty good money and it's a good company you know it just like made sense for me in my head logically so I would say start figuring that out sooner than later be open to different things maybe different cities if you have if you can Um, Because no matter where you end up going to, it's not like I always have to remind people like it's not permanent. You know, you might move to a new city and like you could stay there for two years and then move or and even stay with the company. If it's a big enough company that you can bounce around or whatever. If that's if that's something you're open to or if you want to limit your search and like be really specific and picky, do that, too. Like you just have to know what you're open to.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I don't know. I think that everything is very different right now obviously because of the state of the world that we're in but I think that there are a lot of limiting beliefs when people are like okay like I have to wait to get an internship or wait to get a job or um wait to do something that I'm passionate about because of like you said like kind of everything going on like with the election and with um the pandemic and all of that um so I I respect the hell out of you for moving like in the middle of that and being like no like I've been doing this for a year like I promised myself that I was gonna have like six months or whatever and then we'll turn it around and then once it started like kind of working out for you you were like okay now I know I've always wanted to be in New York City and like that's where I'm gonna go and so that's really really cool and um I think inspirational because it's like you knew what you wanted and you went after it. and I think that that's something that's very prominent with our generation is that it's not so much you're moving to a place like for a job but more so moving to a place and then finding a job once you get there Mm -hmm. um and knowing that where you want to be and what makes you happy and then kind of going from there um which i think is really awesome so i know that it's really hard to think far into the future and i'm i'm someone who lives off my planner like i always have a paper planner and i use my google calendar like such a planner so this past year has been like a lot for me but looking a little bit into the future for you I know it's hard to make plans but is um the city where somewhere you want to be long term and um are there like are you making a good friend group there or dating or anything like that
2: yeah Um, all the tea good question (laughs) yeah Good question. Um, I'm definitely, I've had a lot of friends here. Like I'm definitely making friends too, but I've had friends that have been here that I'm like just strengthening relationships with, whether it be people from high school. I actually have a lot of friends from my old job that ended up moving here too. So like they stayed in Boston for a year, similar to me, and then they ended up moving here. Oh, wow. Social media friends. Yeah. So on the friend wise thing, it's good. Um, I've definitely been dating and stuff, uh, trying to put myself out there. So overall, like, life is pretty... I'm I'm pretty happy with, like, the way that those <laughs> things are progressing, for sure. Um, It's hard to say, like, future future. I mean, I really do, like, want to be here for a lot of my 20s, I think. But also, the more and more I, like, go home and stuff and I do, like, get more space, I think a suburban life would be really nice, but mm-hmm. not right now. Like, I think I'm... I have, like, too much energy to be in the suburbs. Like, I feel like I'd run out of things to do. Um, but I definitely could see myself maybe like buying some sort of like investment property or fixing up a house or something like doing one of those sort of things like in the more like i don't know if we want to say like five to ten years like one of Mm -hmm. like probably like that would be that but for the near future i'll be here i have no problem with like moving different places either you know if i got a cool opportunity or something not even like work-wise but i i'm open to trying new things but i really do love new york and i feel like this is the so far out of all of the places I've been like I feel like this one just like makes the most sense for me yeah
1: yeah I totally no, that's awesome that. that sounds that sounds good and um I don't know I I am one of those people that I really haven't moved far in so long from my family and my home um like I literally go to college 45 minutes away and I explored other options like I looked at UGA I looked at um like Clemson but I still was not like looking at places that were flights away so it'll be interesting to see where I end up because I do feel like as a as a 20 year old as like a girl in my 20s that I really would love to have like a city life like I think that's so fun yeah it's definitely the time and place to do it um, and not necessarily New York but like I was saying when I went to Boston I loved it when I go to New York I love it and Chicago and all these big cities there's such
2: a, that's the thing like there's cities in every single state you know what I mean yeah, like it doesn't they're need to everywhere. be everywhere and I always yeah I always I love think the vibes too. of
1: it and the energy and every time I you know go visit a friend that lives close to a city I'm like oh my gosh like you're so lucky and that's so cool and I mean um USC is technically in the city of Columbia but it's not any skyscraper crazy city <laughs> um I mean you can call it a city but I don't know I really do love the vibe of uh, big cities and especially like I was saying in you know your are young to late 20s mm-hmm. I feel like that is right where a lot of people want to be and where a lot of people thrive so it'll be interesting to see where I end up I'm one of those people I'm yeah, like I either want to you know like ditch everything and go to California or Hawaii or like ditch everything and go to a big city but <laughs> I guess we'll figure it out
2: you'll figure it out there's I, I mean that's the fun thing of being in your later years of college to like looking ahead it's like who knows yeah um, but in a in a good way I think and it's scary at first and you know it, things take time to get used to like you might move somewhere and be like oh I hate this but then you know six months in, be like no I don't hate it and they have a love-hate relationship mm-hmm. with your new place Or maybe you love it right off the bat I don't know Like it's it's all about self-exploration I think And for, in my opinion I think you're, I completely agree Like your years post-grad are the years to do it um, Everyone's life situation is different Of course I have friends that graduated college the same year as me And they're like having children settled down already So you you, you know everyone I'm, I have no judgment But for me I agree with you Emma That's like my path
0: Yeah no and um, I don't know I feel like just kind of piggybacking off that a little bit, just moving to Denver because I am like three miles south of like Union Station, which is like smack dab in the middle of like downtown awesome. Denver. It's so cool. Like and it's it's smaller living, like for sure. Like I'm sitting at my nightstand right now because I don't have space in my room for a desk, you know, like it's definitely a lot (laughs) different, um, but I I definitely think it's worth it, and so I guess kind of just to wrap up this episode, um, what we've been doing is we've been asking all of our guests just three things that you would like to share with our audience, and those can be three tips, they can be three things about yourself, whatever, um, and then just kind of chat off of that, but um, yeah, I guess just three things that you want our audience to know about you or um, tips or whatever.
2: Oh my gosh! Uh, (laughs) One, because I really leave it off with one usually when people say like a quote or something, and my my biggest quote is like "Do it for you." Whatever it is, if it's you know you want to start posting more on social media, or if it's you know you want to start a business, you want to you know start your fitness lifestyle, like whatever it is, like don't let any other person or outside source be your motivation. I mean, of course, you could take motivation from them, I guess, like Mm -hmm. you know, be inspired, but you got to do it for you you got to do it because you want to do it because you that's your passion that's your interest or like you just have a drive to do that um yeah it's so like usually the one thing that I say no I, think I like and two I others.
0: No, I know and everyone always gets so caught off guard when I and that's kind of why I like it because it's like whatever pops into your head like at that point in time <laughs> is like what people tend to share because I don't know it's it's fun but I really like that quote especially um I don't know that was something that I I feel like really resonate with just Mm -hmm. because sometimes like you are told especially with different life paths and everything kind of going back to like you were saying you have friends who are settled down like having kids or whatever one of my best friends is like literally I was on a walk with her the other day and she was talking and she was like yeah like talking about like her wedding and all this kind of stuff and I'm like what I know exactly what you're talking
1: about (laughs) yes
0: and it's just like it's so different wavelengths and everything and I think that a lot of times um with oh, the New York Sirens. I like yeah, it. <laughs> no, yeah, I know.
2: Sorry. I've only No,
0: too. you're so good. Um, but I feel like a lot of times, like, when that happens, like, you do have to do things for you and you have to know that everyone does have a different life clock and, like, not everything always looks the same. And, like, while some people go to college and they graduate and some people don't go to college and some people do med school or grad school afterwards or some people, like, pursue like freelancing careers like yourself like it's everything is so different and so I I really like that I like that quote just in general because I feel like it's applicable to every aspect of life for sure
2: yeah definitely and everyone's path is different and that's uh, you hit the nail on the head that's more than okay um and it's never too late to change whatever you want to do I think that's a good one um
1: and you can do it (laughs) (laughs) Those sorry I really
0: put you on the yeah that's three that's good I really put you yeah on every the time we day. say three
1: <laughs> everyone's like uh, uh okay everyone's it's, like okay it's I a lot one, maybe like, we should really we should tack it down to one or two <laughs> maybe because I feel like we stress everyone out but yeah it is important um I think the life clock thing is you know that's something that I you kind of hear a lot and you know on the Instagram and Pinterest quote walls you know you see that all the time but um It really is true because if you you know if you spend your whole life comparing yourself to others and like what they're doing and their successes you know you're either gonna feel bad about yourself or you're gonna get too big of an ego and it's really just um it's what's best for you at that time and what you really see as the um like crucial parts of your life and that might not be important to others as much so um I think that's really great
0: yeah for sure and um just kind of wrapping up a little bit Brooke where can our audience find you I mean I'm sure a lot of people if they're listening to this episode (laughs) might have already heard of you a little bit um but if not like where can they find you plug yourself this is your time to shine
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Um, Yeah, of uh, course. So my podcast is Gals on the Go podcast with my friend Danielle. We do that every, that goes up every Wednesday. Um, And then um, I'm at Brooke Michio, M-I-C-C-I-O on socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We love um, (laughs) YouTube. It's just Brooke Michio as well, where you can find vlogs twice a week.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and um, taking time out of your day to sit down and talk with us and just... Um, let our audience get to know you a little bit so yeah thank you
2: no thanks, thanks for, for having me, me. bye guys
0: yeah. Bye. Bye. okay guys thank you so much for listening to another episode we really loved having brooke on the show today i hope that you guys enjoyed the episode as always make sure to follow us on instagram at hygge girls podcast that's h-y-g-g-e girls podcast um as well as emma actually made a tiktok account yes for us, we have a so. tiktok <laughs>
1: account up and rolling um I know TikTok is a good way to get exposure, so we're trying to kind of get our name out even more that way to so make sure to follow that. We've been posting some different kind of content that you can't get anywhere else on our TikTok account, so check that out as well. Um, and thank you guys Absolutely. so much for listening. This was a really great episode
0: yeah it was a super fun episode and like always we will be back with you guys next week um we will upload every monday from here on out which is super exciting so stay tuned and until (laughs) next time uh stay happy stay healthy and stay safe bye guys